now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. The Mike Wagner Show brings you famous celebrities and amazing people from all over the world. Listen online at themikewagnershow.com and on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And watch the interview on YouTube. So sit back and relax and enjoy the Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Looking for a professional website without breaking your budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today at 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 10% off your first order. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on themikewagnershow.com. You can also check our Facebook page at facebook.com slash themikewagnershow. You can download and listen on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, watch the interview and subscribe to the YouTube channel on The Mike Wagner Show and take The Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. We're here with a wonderful gentleman from beautiful, sunny California. He's got a brand-new TV show called Garrick Lee Style TV. He's an artist, fashion designer, home improvement expert, and of course, um, he's involved in many, many projects. He studied architectural design, and he's also just has a lot of art and style going on. And, um, you know, you watch this show, it, it's just amazing. It has um, an assistant to go with it. So if you haven't checked out Garrick Lee Style TV, do so right away. You can watch it on YouTube and um, other devices out there on social media. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, from beautiful sunny California, where this guy just just gets melting into his art, but not weather-wise, he just does everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Garrick Lee. Garrick, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Mike. I appreciate being here. Anytime. So you're a host of Garrick Lee Style TV, which um, we've been seeing on YouTube. You're an artist, fashion designer, home improvement expert. And of course, um, you've also um, studied design and you've also uh, been um, involved in a lot of fashion. You've um, also um, have a little bit of a, a collection. You've also designed for many celebrities and everything else. And before we get into all that, tell us how you got started. Well, actually, I been drawing ever since I can remember. I was probably three or four years old and I was drawing, uh, just drawing everything. Um, I would draw fashion design, I would draw houses, I would draw cars, people, and I, I just kept evolving and, and just getting better at it. And I really never had one thing I liked more than the other. And that was kind of a double-edged sword because I I enjoyed everything, but everyone would always tell me you have to focus in one area. And I just didn't want to believe that. And so I started out wanting to be a fashion designer. And by the time I was 13, I said, no, I want to be an architect. And then by the time I had actually um, gone through architectural studies at school, I decided I wanted to be a fashion designer. And um, it was the late 70s. And my parents were kind of like, well, what's he wanted to do? <laughs> and I, I ended up my it was a really funny story because uh, I was down in Houston, my parents, my dad had a conference there, he was an engineer for Conoco oil company. And we lived in a small oil town in Oklahoma called Ponca City. They had actually, uh, back then, it was so different than post 9-11. And there were several corporate planes. And if you signed up as an executive's kid, you could actually ride on the planes if they were going to where you wanted to go. And there was room on the plane. So my parents told me to join them in Houston. And I signed up on one of the the planes that was, it was like one of those um, four propeller seated about 20 people. And uh, I remember it taking off. I was probably about 20 at the time and was taking off on the runway. 
and it was storming as it normally does in Oklahoma in the spring. And I think there were three attempts to get off the runway. And as soon as we get up to full power, the light would come on and the pilot would taxi back and start over again. It was really frightening taking off in one of those planes with lightning and all around you. But then after we cleared that, it was a smooth sail down to Houston. And I met my parents and my mom was 46 at the time. And I knew she always wanted to be a model. And so I called up what I thought was probably the creme de la creme modeling agency in Houston. You know, you had to go through the yellow pages back then. There wasn't an internet. Mm -hmm. I booked her an appointment and they ended up signing her on the spot. So I have to come back to my hotel, the hotel room and tell my dad that, oh, by the way, um, they want mom in Houston for the summer to, to model. Uh, and so he was not real pleased with me. And so my punishment was I had to stay in Houston with her for the summer. So oh, no. <laughs> it really wasn't too bad a punishment when I was so happy to, to, you know, get away from the little town in Oklahoma I grew up in and go to the big city. So that was the turning point that told me that I was ready to be a fashion designer. And I, that's what I wanted to do. And I kind of proved um, thereafter my mom, because she had gone that summer with modeling, um, she got invited to the Dallas Apparel Mart whenever they had a market to be uh, one of the models you know, for different collections. And I designed clothes that she wore into the marketplace. And I got lots of praise and accolades so i it kind of convinced my parents that i could do this without actually going to fashion design school so i opened up a, a couture salon which is you know one of a kind in oklahoma city at 21 years old i, wow. I my parents uh helped me they bought an old house and i converted the front of it um along with, of course, a lot of help from my father, the engineer, into a, um, a, a salon in front, and the back was where I lived. So it was really uh, quite unique, and I, I did very well. I got myself on local television shows and uh, doing uh, local fashion shows at, at a young age, and um, but I felt like I was outgrowing Oklahoma City mentally, you know, it's just, I, I was ready to move on. And my older brother ended up getting, he followed in my dad's footsteps and he was an engineer and he got transferred to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. and, and so that was my opening to come to California. And I did that at uh, about 23 years old. I, I moved to Los Angeles, but it wasn't real or wasn't going over real well with my parents. So I kind of had to start over at square one. But for me at that young age to get to California, it was worth it because I thought I died and gone to heaven when I landed in California. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is amazing how you got off to a great start. Now, now when you were in Oklahoma as well too, Oklahoma City, and you opened up your um salon styling area and everything else was there like a great need in oklahoma city at the time or were you facing a lot of competition well i really didn't have any competition there were some uh three or four really high-end uh ladies boutiques but i i was doing one-of-a-kind design and so uh and it's funny because i i basically i knew how to draw house plans. I just knew how to draw in three dimension from the time I was a little kid. So for me to even start uh, designing clothes, all I did is go buy a pattern at a, you know, like a sewing pattern, open it up, look at it, wad it up, throw it away and say, okay, I know how, how to do this then. So I would just start, I would literally lay the fabric out and, and pin where I would cut, like draw with pins and I would just start cutting the fabric and I would hand it to the seamstress and um, tell her how to put it together and it worked. So I just kept 
educating myself. And then I finally, I, I started making patterns and I just figured out how to do it all. But yes, there was, uh, you know, somewhat of a need for someone that could do one of a kind design. And um, so I was, you know, I would say I was semi-successful in Oklahoma City, considering that I had no formal training and um, I, I just, loved what I did and I just decided to do it. You know, sometimes when you're young, you you just have the courage to just jump in and do something. When you're older, you think about it too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that can make sense as well, too, that, um, you know, how things work from a young to old age and how things operate. Now, when you're in Houston and you said you had a lot of accolades um, when it came to uh, fashion design and design clothes for your mom and everything else as a model, who are some of the... Uh, people that came in and discovered you as as an artist and uh, also a stylist and designer as well well yes they were they were mainly um the uh, collections like the designers of the collections that would uh, encourage me as a young kid and i remember one of them was uh one of the brothers of, of neiman marcus stanley marcus uh saw my uh designs on my mom who he had asked to be one of his showroom models and so they all were just very encouraging and the owner of the the whole modeling agency at the apparel mall in dallas kim dawson who was a pretty renowned uh modeling agency throughout the u.s she totally encouraged me to do it and um so it was just you know there's basically people we're always, I always liked older people and I guess they saw that I respected them. And so it would, they would kind of go out of their way to talk to me and encourage me. So that, I that, think that's kind of how it went. That is amazing how you're getting all this uh, accolades at such an early age as well, too. And of course, we'll talk more about uh, some of your influences and also your website and some of the things you've done. And of course, um, your TV show as well, too. But first, you listen to The Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Looking for a professional website without breaking your budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today at 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 10% off your first order. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to next level. Also, the Mike Wagner Show can be heard on the themikewagnershow.com. You can also check our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Mike Wagner Show. Also, download and listen to our episodes on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, watch the interview and subscribe to the YouTube channel on the Mike Wagner Show channel. Also, take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. We're here with uh, artist, fashion designer, home improvement expert, and the host of Garrick Lee Style TV, Garrick Lee. Talking about his humble beginnings and how he got started in the world of fashion, being an artist and taking everything all into one. And before we get into some of the things like on your website and getting into your TV show later on, who are some of your favorite fashion designers and artists um, growing up? Uh, I would say probably growing up when I was, you know, at the age where I could really understand what that was all about. I was always a, a big fan of Yves Saint Laurent that was just very classic and timely, timeless actually. I love mm -hmm. timeless classic. Um, and then I always was a fan of, of the best and worst dressed list of Mr. Blackwell. I always thought it was very funny. Best and worst, I love it. I love it. I'll ask that question later on, but go ahead. <laughs> Yes. Um, and interestingly, when I had gotten back into my fashion, because when I moved to L.A., I, I did get away from fashion uh, for a few, uh, two or three years, I would say. I, I was more into just kind of surviving and doing what you do and doing a little acting and uh, just doing a little bit of everything. And then when I decided that I would get back into it uh, and I, I opened a, a boutique on Robertson Boulevard, one of the first 
TV shows I was booked on, Richard Blackwell was a guest and he was, you know, up in age at this time, but he was, you know, still producing his line of clothes and he still was critiquing fashion and writing for the Beverly Hills Courier and he was on TV a lot. And I was in the green room and he saw one of my couture suits on one of my models and I didn't I, I met him but we didn't really talk or anything and I, I I was the second guest he went on first and so I'm watching him on the TV in the green room and he sits down and he starts bragging on my design and really saying wonderful things about my work and um, they also had a painting of mine uh, as a backdrop for the fashion segment and he started off remarking about that painting and how it reminded him of uh, where he grew up, New York, 42nd Street, because it was kind of an abstract skyline. And um, anyway, that I was just kind of blown away. And that right there is what really kind of started my career in L.A. and fashion and is what kind of catapulted it, because he was still pretty big back then. And I was able to use his... Um, compliments uh continually in my press releases and then he would do it time and time again on uh television or in the beverly hills career he was always writing me up so he really helped my career a lot and i, I was very appreciative of mr blackwell that is amazing too and i was going to ask as well too along the lines and uh, how he was as a person around other people but um also too you've also um been involved in some projects as well too. Of course, you um you work with Neiman Marcus. You also um you know travel a little bit. You know going out to Pennsylvania and also you know working with um some star stud events like um you know Beverly Hills or Raleigh Film Studios. And uh, maybe you can talk about uh, some of the projects and the uh, accolades as well. Right. Well, it's interesting. I I had um, left L.A. to go to New York City because my fashion career was really taking off and. Um, I felt like I needed to be in the heart of fashion, which was 7th Avenue in New York City. So I, I made the move. And interestingly, the the season that I launched in New York City, it was 1990 and the economy was suffering um, and fashion, especially high fashion, was kind of the first area that people would stop spending money back then and it was also at a point where the department stores were having a lot of financial trouble and they were switching them up in different types of um, departmental segmenting them and everything was just starting to have a different feel than the mon industry that everyone had been used to so my first season out in in new york city I had about 700,000 in orders and my accountant said to me, I'm sorry, but you can't ship anyone because everyone's credit rating is so poor. You'll lose your ass if you try to ship them. Really? Like really after spending uh, a year basically on this and this is the, uh, the news I get. So, I wasn't, you know, real thrilled about that. And it kind of uh, triggered uh, a move outside of New York City uh, to Pennsylvania, to the countryside, where it was a little more calm. And uh, I got into my art and really got into doing a lot of wonderful things with my art and interior art. I would do a lot of murals and trompe l'oeil and uh, I just, I opened a little boutique on the canal in New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is a real charming artist colony. And so I would do just a few little one of a kinds and and art pieces. And uh, it was just a simple life after the grief I went through in Manhattan. And uh, I did after a few years, I, I, I was missing California and I still had clients. So I created uh, a reason to go back and uh, I started designing for some of my LA clients again and then I 
read a magazine, Vanity Fair, and I saw an article that on Isaac Mizrahi had done a big gala for the a fire and ice ball for a charity. And I thought, well, that's what I need to do. I need to do a big event for a charity. And that will kind of get me going again. And I basically spearheaded from just a thought. It was right around the time I saw, uh, actually even before I thought of doing a runway show, I saw the news of Christopher Reeve being paralyzed. And I thought, oh, this is just, I kind of had like an epiphany. And I thought, as horrible as this is, now because he's Superman to everyone, he will Mm -hmm. actually, be Superman to the whole uh, paralysis events uh, concept, you know, that uh, there was only the American Paralysis Association at the time. And I said, you know, he's, he's going to bring recognition to something that really hasn't had a lot of uh, empathy, you know, with uh, fundraising and all. So I ended up calling up the APA and, uh, offering to do a runway show a big event in la because they didn't have a presence in la they did in new york and i then invited my really dear girlfriend that used to be one of my main showroom models in uh beverly hills she's since then married uh the owner of raleigh film studios um mark rosenthal and Mm -hmm. So I asked her, I said, do you want to co-chair this event with me? And she said, sure. She said, let's ask Mark if we can do it at Raleigh. And so it just kept growing into this big event. And we ended up that night uh, turning it, the name, they changed the name to the Christopher Reeve Paralysis Foundation. And they announced it at our event. And it was it was a really big event. We, we ended up getting... Um, like Steven Spielberg as a dinner chair and Sherry Lansing from Paramount as a dinner chair. And uh, it, we had John O'Hurley from Seinfeld that played Mr. Peterman as our MC. And it was just really a fun event. And we, we raised uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars for the foundation that evening. And so that, it was, of course it was exhausting. I was making trips back and forth from, LA to back to Pennsylvania, back to LA. Just, I think it was a year in planning. And, um, but then once it was over with, I needed a little rest and I discovered Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. So that was in 1999. And by 2000, um, my, my partner and I had bought a little getaway in Palm Springs and we would get away but then we decided we really missed california so we came up with a game plan of a way to leave the east coast and move here meanwhile he was he was one of the top executives for jones new york so it wasn't that easy but i created another collection that i was um i put all the right people together and started another collection because i was kind of psyched from this event and just the things that had transpired from it, the people I'd met. And so I created another collection and was ready to launch full page ad in women's wear daily. And then nine 11 happened. And Oh no. Oh my Uh, gosh. I I have some stories to tell you when we get done. And uh, I've heard uh, just nothing but horror stories. It's like, you know, you're a strike a deal. Boom. You know, it, yeah. it hits or, or someone uh, calls in sick. Next thing you know, it, I replace you. Boom. You know, this happens. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is, if, if you have tenacity and you, do, you just don't give up, you just keep going. So um, that's what I did. And I, I've still have done quite a few, um, one of a kinds uh, out here, and I, I've I've built a nice reputation in 
in the Palm Springs area with a lot of, there's a lot of uh, actresses that live out here from the daytime dramas. And I've dressed a, a lot of them on the red carpets and like Judith Chapman, most recently uh, is from uh, Young and the Restless and mm -hmm. Days of Our Lives and uh, Bobby Eakes, who was very famous for Bold and the Beautiful and All My Children. Mm -hmm. uh, she She's worn a lot of my pieces out here. And um, in the day, I, I dressed Sean Young, and um, he was quite an interesting character. And um, <laughs> I dressed... Actually, she would purchase through Neiman Marcus, but um, Joan Collins would purchase through Neiman Marcus my designs. And um, but I, once I was out here, I, I just is when I really started just kind of uh, managing all, doing all all the things I like to do, almost like juggling them. And I started really getting into my art, into my mid-century art, which was bringing back my architectural rendering ability of, of doing uh, architectural renderings of contemporary homes. And so I, what I would do, and currently I'm doing, is these prints of beautiful homes with uh, fashionable people, which I pull from my ability to do fashion illustration. And so I would stage people and cars I love to do. So I would do classic cars. Oh, my favorite. And so it's a whole composite of almost like a lifestyle vignette. And so I have a series of seven of these uh, right now, seven of these homes. And I've turned them into greeting cards and uh, blank greeting cards. And I'm actually getting ready. I just met with a rep in LA, a gift rep. So I'm gonna be doing probably about 24 styles of, of art. So there'll be groupings from fashion to the architectural ones I just described, to some more um, diff just different concepts. I'll, I'll be moving into doing different architecture for different parts of the country, like craftsmen for the Northeast and, uh, for New York City, I'm going to be doing like loft apartment. That nice. stuff. Yeah, so so I'm always doing something, and and that's how my how-to show has become. Uh, it it started off with the renovation of my kitchen, and the way I even decided to come up with a how-to show is I had all of these VH VSH tapes mm -hmm. from my past runway shows and TV shows. And they just sat in a box for 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I wonder if they even are any good. You know, they could have been moves and all gotten destroyed. Um, I took them to Costco and they, they turned them into contemporary format file. Uh -huh. So I went through them and they were all still really good. So I hired this, this younger man that's a really good tech man but he was also kind of learning through the process but he knows how to work in photoshop he knows how to premiere and so i said my goal is i want to create a little docudramedy of my 30 years in the garment industry so we just started putting it together but i thought well i need a conduit to tie all this together or else it's just going to be boring and not make sense so I created an animated character, and I named her Fasciana. And Fasciana, I got oh my gosh, a docu a documentary. Oh my yeah, gosh, that would be my so vocabulary. She's she's comes to me on my. Uh, I'm out. The way it opens up, it's a it's a 20 minute docudramedy, and it was the first film piece that I made. I did this a couple years ago. And so she, I'm out on my patio painting a, a, a big canvas and I hear the television in my living room making a weird noise. I run in and you see her landing in Palm Springs. She's got a flight suit, which has Cadillac fins coming out of the 
shoulders with exhaust. She's a, this pretty animated girl. And, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? And she tells me that she's been my muse <laughs> for 30 years. And so she knows all about me. And so she takes me on a walk down memory lane of all of my, and so she's the conduit that pops in and out of all of this. So that got me really into the film industry and television and, and making, making film. So that is my true love, I think. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds amazing, too. We'll talk more about your um, new show as well, too. You're listening to The Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all you need. Looking at a professional website without breaking a budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today at 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960 or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 10% off your first order. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, the Mike Wagner Show can be heard on the themikewagnershow.com. Also, check our Facebook page and follow facebook.com slash themikewagnershow. You can download and listen on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, watch the interview on YouTube. Subscribe to The Mike Wagner Show on your YouTube channel. Also, take The Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. We're here with well-known uh, artist and designer Garrick Lee, who is also um, a home improvement expert, artist, and also um, fashion designer and the host of Garrick Lee Style TV, which we just started getting into it. And you can uh, watch some of the trailers on YouTube. And uh, maybe you can just tell us, um, you know, where, where else can you watch uh the Garrick Lee show with your um with your wonderful muse. Well, it's all available on Garrick Lee Style TV on YouTube. And once I have a certain amount of episodes, I'll be shopping it on other outlets. But for now, I'm I'm using YouTube as my platform. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing too. And of course, so you also talked about your um muse as well too you can just um you know tell us about um how, how that all got created and um everything else yes yeah, so having her as the the muse uh in my docudramedy then once that was completed and up and airing uh, it was a few months later i decided well i want to do a how-to show uh, just teach people show people just how to make something out of nothing or and so but i started with the renovation of my own kitchen and so that was pretty serious how-to stuff with the vendors involved and all of that and then that that was last fall then i did a holiday episode and i showed how to turn an old wrought iron wine rack into an actual Christmas tree that you could have the wine bottles in the Christmas tree. So you could just pull a wine bottle out of the tree. And so that was, that was pretty cool. And during that episode, I again had her come onto my TV scrambled screen. And then all of a sudden you see Fasciana and she's telling me she's tired of being amused and she wants to come to earth and she's asking me if she can be my assistant. So then on the next episode, I actually introduce her as my assistant. And so she's my assistant that's always screwing things up. And <laughs> yeah, she, and what she, the first thing she did when she came was she, um, she, Without me knowing that she set up an interview for me with uh, this really uh, bitchy, uh, kind of holier than thou, uh, ultra, ultra conservative lady that does not like the LGBT community at all. So, seriously, she, yeah, she didn't know anything about uh, that, but she set this up with me. And well, the the funny thing is, I play the both characters, and <laughs> I was doing it to get some of my backstory out as who I am as a designer. And uh -huh. I, well, I'll create this character, and I'll just I'll do it, and because I 
I grew up around so many uh, like that where I grew up. And, you know, mm -hmm. so um, I thought how that would be funny and I love humor. I wanted to really start bringing more humor into it. Well, the thing is, this character, her name is Loretta Christensen. And Christian Shun Shun. That's a yeah. pretty good one to pronounce. <laughs> right. Well, she can't even pronounce it. So um, anyway, the character became or has become really popular and everyone wants to see her. And so she basically hijacks my show and records her. Let's talk with Loretta Christensen. So, and she oh has gosh. a talk show down in Tallahassee, Florida. That's where she's from. The whole backstory, she's really a character. So anyway, she butts in and takes over my show. And Fashiana always lets her do it. She lets her get away with it. So each of my how-to shows has been dwindling down the how-to part. And she's taken over because everyone wants to see this character. And everyone's been um, wanting to be interviewed by her. So I... I I've interviewed Sean Kanan from um, General Hospital, and he's also on Bold and the Beautiful, and he just wrote, co-wrote a book called The Success Factor X with mm -hmm. Jill Lieberman, and it's a, a, it's a very successful book. It's like number one on Amazon's list, and he wanted to be interviewed by Loretta, and so I did uh, an interview with he and uh, Jill. And it was hysterical. And then this lovely couple that I'd met from Manhattan that are in the Metropolitan, uh, they perform at the Metropolitan. Uh, well, they wanted to be interviewed. And they, we did a hysterical one there uh, with them. Actually, we did it here in Palm Springs when they were in town. And that was that's my latest one. Uh, but I've got a lineup of people that want to be interviewed. With oh my goodness. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, but it is funny. And I just write the stuff as I go. I, I just, I kind of ad lib uh, because I really like ad libbing rather than a script. I just make it up as I go. And she's very, just a, a very, she's kind of dizzy and she gets things mixed up. It's a little Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana meets uh, Betty White's character on The Golden Girls. Oh, my gosh. And I then, can imagine that. <laughs> but then, then meets like Julia Sugarbaker from Designing Women that's a little more uppity and sophisticated. So you put all those together, and it's a really hysterical character. So we're... <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going with it, but everyone likes it. And I just, I keep, I get inter people are uh, wanting interviews, uh, you know, like uh, television interviews with her, just different things. It's, it's just kind of crazy. So, but we'll see. But I, I still, I, I, I still do my how to stuff, but it's just, she's taken up a lot of my time. And I'm, I, I let everyone know I'm kind of pissed off with her because she's kind of buttoned <laughs> So it sounds like you're trying to do like a, an home, a home improvement, but then it's like she butts in and tries to do it like herself. It's almost like, a, what is it, um, home improvement back in the uh, 80s and early 90s where it's like, you know, you know, say Tim the Tool Man tries to come right. in and let's say, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think Al just um, walks in, starts uh, butting in and, um, you know, whatever else. It almost sounds like it's like home improvement just jacked up to no level it's like you know what what do you, what do you get out of the home improvement right. <laughs> exactly. about that. <laughs> right. yeah so in her 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 biggest quest her campaign is she invented a spray it's called spray away the gay and spray she, away the gay yeah and she uh has really pretty packaging made up and she sprays she's got a lawsuit against her because she tried to spray a way the gay in uh, a dressmaker there's an episode with bobby eeks where we're redesigning one of her emmy gowns and i hired um this lebanese dressmaker and loretta comes knocking on the door uh soliciting for her her cause and 
she thinks that she says she's a lesbian dressmaker when she actually said she's a Lebanese dressmaker. <laughs> a so Lebanese. Her in the eyes and, and causes all kinds of havoc. The clothes don't get finished because she blinds her temporarily for a few days. And then she's got a lawsuit against her. And then she makes a call to an attorney to, to counter sue her. It's just, it's, it's really funny stuff. And I just have a blast writing it off the cuff basically you know i it, it's just fun i love humor and i as a kid i always loved uh carol burnett uh, you know harvey corman and tim conway and then mm-hmm. i love flip wilson and whenever they would do their their comedy uh drag characters i thought it was just hysterical and uh so i thought well you know, I'm not getting any younger. Let me just do that because that's another thing I I thought was hysterical and funny as a kid. So let me attempt <laughs> that. Lo and behold, I didn't know it was going to be she was going to be more sought after than Garrick Lee, the artist. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> next, next thing on Carol Burnett. Home improvement. I mean, that's just a, another great storyline for you. Maybe yeah, you can get so, her on or something. <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness! And of course, you know, I just had another um, question that popped up as well too. And uh, you've done some home improvement, and um, have you have you learned that stuff uh, on your own as well too, or did you uh, take up some uh, influences? Um, you know, like watch shows or learn on video books and everything like that, or do you just like? Heck it up, you know, just like it did with the um the fashion, you don't just eyeball it and then most just everything, yeah, it's just most everything comes from my head. I I never liked copying anything. I always wanted it to be original. And I I just um I have way more ideas in my head than I have time to ever implement. Mm-hmm. And um so I, I don't ever get bored. I was never one as a kid to say. I'm bored. What should I do? I would sit and draw all summer long. I would just sit and draw. And I have stacks of things I drew as a kid. I still have them there in the boxes. It's funny. But so now oh. with the home improvement, um, I, I think a lot of people uh, are designers. They, they tear too much down uh, and it costs so much to do that. I always liked being a little more frugal and what can we save in this renovation and how can we just make it look better? Mm. And, uh, so I've done a lot of that and it's, it actually ends up my style. I love contemporary. If I'm starting from scratch, I love ultra clean contemporary design. If nice. you don't have that luxury and you're renovating, I like almost turning something that's maybe 40 years old into looking like it's 400 years old uh-huh stressing it and um just giving it that total european charm because at the end of the day i personally am more comfortable living in old uh european charm that's rustic and elegant combined but i love designing ultra modern i really do I, it's such a, a, a wonderful uh, balance of geometry and color and light and all of that. But I just, to live in ultra modern, I, I think I would get tired of it over a period of time. Right. That's un- Right, that's understandable too. And of course, you know, you know, being an artist, fashion designer, home improvement, and um, of course, you know, you know, get gathering all the styles together. Um, with with all the eras like involving, like with art, like the twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties, mm-hmm. and everything else. What do you consider your most favorite decade when it comes to art? You know, I love the uh, anywhere from the turn of the century, uh, the Art Nouveau through the Deco period. Mm-hmm. Um, through the 40s, I would say, through the kind of the end of the deco period. I love that style. I think it's just really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also very uh, interesting. You can tell that a lot of thought went into the patterns and uh, the scrolling and the uh, just everything. But architecture, I love craftsmen. I think that is so beautiful. 
very wonderful. It's amazing and what you can see as well, too. And of course, you know, you know, doing all these things, what do you consider your most favorite project and most challenging? Oh, wow, that's a tough one. Um, my most challenging. Hmm. Well, actually, I just recently um, did a design concept for uh, a veterinary clinic and that was kind of challenging oh my goodness yeah it was but uh, that you know they wanted the conceptual rendering which is what i do a lot i do renderings that will show uh the selected audience what something will look like i've done a lot of homes where they want uh renderings of all different views of the house and they didn't want to go with the standard um CAD program that looks, you know, a little contrived. They wanted something more artistic. So I, I get calls for things like that often. But this one was challenging because I just I ha would have to Google and look up all the different equipment and how it looks, you know, for um, animal. They have all kinds of things for animals. They have therapy tanks and uh, that fill with water and the the person gets in with the dog and I mean, it's just all this stuff. So I, it was kind of challenging to gather all the information and to be able to correctly render it. So I guess that would be most on my mind right now. Wow. That is amazing. It's amazing what you can do with um, just what you've got and what do you consider your most memorable moment? My most memorable moment. Uh, I think it would be, because I arrived in Los Angeles on about the 29th of December in 1980 at three o'clock in the morning, because my older brother had left his 1974 Carrera in my parents' garage. So the two of us drove it out and he told me, um, uh, you, the only you can only take to California what you can fit in the trunk, and the trunk of those cars is in the front because the engine's in the rear and there's not much in it. Mm -hmm. So we we kind of, we drove out really quickly. I would say I was I was asleep <laughs> most of the time uh, when it got dark, and he was just you know I don't want to tell you how fast he was going. We were both young, too young to. Uh, know what we were doing so anyway when we arrived it was pitch black and it was the next morning when i woke up and looked out of the windows of the the condo that he was renting and it was in arcadia uh which is near pasadena mm -hmm. and i looked at the mountains and it was so gorgeous i thought oh my gosh i, I really thought i'd die and go to heaven i couldn't believe after growing up in flat Oklahoma and seeing all these beautiful mountains and it just California. I, I, that was my most memorable, I would say. That is amazing too. And of course, with all the things you love with the contemporary cars, the styles and everything. And uh, who, who is your biggest influence in your career? You know, as a child, I would, it sounds so, I guess, uh, like you would expect me to say this. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright, I loved his architecture. And from a, a child, I just loved his architecture. And even in my fashion design, it's very geometric like his homes were. I, I love clean, simple lines, but knowing like how to really make contrast so that it really pops. You know, the, the fashion pops, the house pops because of the unique contrast of the angles and so it would be like with a house the the use of glass with a long plane of rock uh so it's just it makes the sculpture my my garments i often would be told that um and they would write in the press that compared me to like terry mugler who was a huge designer at the time it was mm -hmm. very geometric uh yeah, so I would I would have to say Frank Lloyd Wright. That is amazing. He's one of my favorites as well, too, considering being in Chicago for a number of years. Yeah, and what's right. 
Right. Yes, that's right. And of course, you know, you know, we'll talk more about that, you know, off the air or so or another time. And what's the best advice you can give to anyone at this point? Don't ever give up like I'm still not doing. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you young, you know, just keep keep plugging, keep pursuing um, what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best advice, too. And of course, you know, you know, just wanted to say, Garrick, we thank you for your time. You've been an amazing. We know you're a very busy guy and we don't want to hold you up in terms of creativity you're probably doing some drawing and uh come up with the uh next idea and everything you know multitasking which is great again what are your upcoming projects what's your website and how do people contact you sure um if you go to garrick lee or actually let me give you my website it would be garricklee.com mm-hmm. and if you go to garricklee.com on the home page there's a direct and it's very much uh in your face you can't help it see it uh, a link to youtube to garrick lee style tv there's mm-hmm. a right there on the home page and that's where you can catch all of my episodes and we're constantly coming out with new ones um i have a couple new ones that will be coming out uh this month of august and um project wise right now this is pretty much uh, what I'm I'm working on because I'm going to be able to use this Garrick Lee style TV to open up a lot of other avenues uh, for me with design and so it's pretty much my baby right now but mm-hmm. I am working on um, getting a, a gift line together and uh, that will be in gift shops um, with my cards and prints and which those can also be seen on my website Um, and you can shop and you can purchase my greeting cards, my uh, artist proofs or my posters of of the contemporary homes. So you can just kind of scan through and look at it and see what, what's what. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And how do people contact you? Actually, they can contact me at um, Garrick at GarrickLee.com. Okay. And it's that is- G-A-R-Y-K. It's an unusual spelling. It's like Gary with a K. It's Garrick at GarrickLee.com. That is amazing. And Garrick, just wanted to say I want to thank you very much for your time. You've been fantastic. If you can do everybody a favor, please keep us up to date. Look for having you on again soon. And I'd like to wish you all the best on Garrick Lee Style TV. And uh, please keep us up to date. Look forward to having you on again soon. Well, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate your time. You're, I had heard wonderful things about you. So this was great. Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Listen online at themikewagnershow.com and on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And watch the interview on YouTube. Also, become a sponsor of the program and or donate today at themikewagnershow.com. Join us again tomorrow for another episode of The Mike Wagner Show.